Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, how about that for a finish? Your Sacramento Kings at the buzzer get the win in Houston. 119 to 118. The Kings now move to 10 and 13. The Houston Rockets go to 15 and 8. What a shot by Nemanja Bialica to give the Sacramento Kings uh, their second victory in a row in Texas. Really should have been their third. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am your host, Damian Barling, and I thank you as always for tuning in here and being a part of the show. I thank you uh, as always for tuning in and allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage here. And again, what a phenomenal finish to that game. And it, it, I'm going to be honest. I'm not riding the high of this game as much as I should be. And... Unfortunately, it has nothing to do with the Sacramento Kings. So I'm going to start with this. I'm going to get it out of the way as we give shout outs to Nemanja Bialica for that incredible game winner. As we give a shout out to the Sacramento Kings for beating the Houston Rockets, uh, for beating the Dallas Mavericks, for winning game one and game two, night one and night two of a back-to-back before they head back here to the Golden One Center on Wednesday, uh, they put up a, a tremendous performance against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, just a bad stretch of basketball there that ultimately cost them that game. But before we, you know, as, as, as we give praise where praise is due, I've got to tell you this is, is, is again, when that shot went in, it was kind of like, okay, cool. Let's go do the postgame show. Because the fact is the life as a basketball fan, not as a Kings fan, but just as a basketball fan, the life had been sucked out of me watching the Houston Rockets play. They are an unwatchable basketball team. Watching James Harden play after play after play, try to initiate fouls, flop around on the floor like an absolute idiot. Absolutely unwatchable. Mike D'Antoni condoning that type of ridiculous behavior, uh, challenging calls. You had a stretch there at the end of the third quarter. The final 45 seconds in the third quarter lasted eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half real life minutes. Why? Because Mike D'Antoni challenged a three uh, on, a, on a James Harden offensive foul call. The very next time down the floor, Luke Walton challenged a three on, on a, James, a James Harden like swoop through with his arm. Just that crap that they outruled or they outlawed last year because James Harden was drawing all these offensive fouls. The referees were calling it. Hell, they might have outlawed it the year before. And they were like, okay. It's a foul, but it's a sweep through foul. You're not going to get the the three pointer and the basket. By the way, how how big of a uh, how big did that come into play later? 
getting that three-pointer taken off the board. Instead of having a four-point play there, uh, James Harden got two free throws. Excellent challenge there by Luke Walton. And I love how the major sports, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL have all said we've got, we've got to shorten the games. People don't, people don't want to sit around longer. We've got to shorten these games up. Meanwhile, the NFL and the National Basketball Association have added elements to the game that have made them longer. We got to stop talking about James Harden as an MVP candidate. I don't care how many freaking points he scores per game. He is unwatchable. I love me some Russell Westbrook. Anybody who knows me for a long time, hell, if you've even turned into the podcast at the right time, you've known I love Russell Westbrook. I can't watch Russell Westbrook this year because I can't watch the Houston Rockets. And I can't watch the Houston Rockets because I can't watch James Harden. And I sat through this game minute after minute, play after play, thinking, God, bless it, this is difficult to watch. And finally, at the end, Russell Westbrook hits that lap, and I'm thinking, Jesus, get this crap over with. Let's go do the podcast. I'm going to bitch about the Houston Rockets for 30 minutes. We'll hear whatever whatever the hell Luke Walton has to say, and we'll all go home and go to bed. And then the Monubia hits that shot. And in my mind, I'm thinking, ha, ha, ha. Screw you, Houston. But still, I couldn't even get excited for this game. I remember how excited I was after the two Boston Celtics games. The Kings only won one of those. I should be really pumped. But after two hours of sitting through James Harden, sitting through officials, and sitting through the Houston Rockets, it put such a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, I didn't enjoy Belly's shot as much as I would have liked to. But I'm thrilled that the Sacramento Kings got, you know, it's a damn shame. It, it, it really is a shame that the Sacramento Kings are not getting more attention in the NBA. And I know that that's a super homer thing to say, and, and, and I'm fine with that. I don't think I've ever been accused of being a homer. This is a Sacramento Kings podcast, so I'm talking to the Sacramento Kings fans here. When you look around and you look at some of the stories that are being covered at Nauseam by NBA media, it's, a, it's, it, it's really, now the Sacramento Kings, their 10 and 13 record on the surface, it's not impressive. It's not. However, when you realize that they've played a chunk of games without Marvin Bagley, and I'm not going to speculate on when Marvin Bagley was going to return because if I recall a couple of days ago, someone said, well, if I did, I'd bet my money on him being back in Houston. Well, here we are. He didn't play versus the Houston Rockets. Now I'm here and I'm, I'll bet all my money about him playing against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Golden 1 Center. Now, that makes much more sense to me, have his first game back uh, at home. But again, I, we know he was cleared to practice, uh, and we also know that he was ruled out of this game. He didn't play. So we'll see what happens uh, with, with Marvin Bagley moving forward. But Kings are 10 to 13. Again, that's not impressive. On the surface, that's not impressive. And I understand that. No Marvin Bagley for virtually every single one of those games except for one. No De'Aaron Fox for the last several weeks. When you've had Bogdan Bogdanovich out there, you've had like a broken Bogdan Bogdanovich. And then the, the times where he wasn't broken, he wasn't even out there. So you had three of your top scorers not playing. You had arguably the two most important pieces, maybe not even arguably, you had the two most important pieces miss, in Bagley's case, virtually the entire season, and in uh, De'Aaron Fox's case, probably half, a little over half here at this point. No love. No one's talking about him. 
And then when you really look at the Western Conference standings and you realize, wait a minute, hold up. The Kings. The Kings are 10 and 13. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't believe in Minnesota. I know Phoenix is going to come back down to earth. And there's a 10 and 12 team that's coming into the Golden 1 Center on Wednesday. So the Sacramento Kings are very fortunate right now because the vaunted Western Conference that we talked about all offseason actually is not. It's not a difficult Western Conference at all. It's a fact. In fact, it's like mediocre at best. I mean, you've got the Utah Jazz who haven't been able to get their act together at, at, at 13 and 10. I think they're missing Ricky Rubio. They're missing Derek Favor. They're missing a ton of pieces that made them great last year. People talking about the Utah Jazz going to win the Western Conference. No, 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 no. I don't even know if the Utah Jazz is going to get it together. They're going to be in a lower seed. They might even be fighting for one of these final playoff spots. And then that's the sixth seed right there where the Utah Jazz are. And then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I just mentioned. You have the Phoenix Suns, who I think Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. I think he's doing a hell of a job. I think they've done a tremendous job without their big man, DeAndre Ayton. But I think they're going to fall back down to earth just a little bit. They're obviously not going to be even a fraction of how bad they were last year, but I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. They remind me a lot of the Sacramento Kings last year, playing at a quick tempo, catching everybody off guard here a little bit. They're not going to be able to win a lot of games, in my opinion, late into the season that way. Minnesota, I just don't like. Can't really offer you a detailed explanation as to why I just don't, never have, never will. Don't buy it. Love Carl Anthony Towns. Don't buy anything else that's going on there in Minnesota. And then that leaves you with the Sacramento Kings here at 10 and 13. Okay, below them, you've got the San Antonio Spurs, who Kings fans saw firsthand a couple of nights ago. We know how that game went. We, we, can you imagine this? There is a scenario that could have played out in which Marco Bellinelli hits the game winner to beat the Sacramento Kings on Friday. There was a scenario that could have played out tonight where Ben McLemore hits the game-winning shot that beats the Sacramento Kings in Houston tonight. Now, obviously, it did not happen, uh, but what a scenario that would have been. But you look at San Antonio there at 9-14, and 14, then you got the Portland Trailblazers there at 9-15. and 15. I start to look at Portland more and more like, yeah, they're... Because uh, I, I kept thinking, they're going to get it together. Like, it'll be all right. And then game after game after game, the more I watch them, it's like, nah, I don't think that they are. San Antonio... <laughs> I'll believe San Antonio is out of it when the math works. And if that's in March, fine. If that's on the last day of the season, that is the day I will believe it. If seven teams ahead of the San Antonio Spurs have to lose for them to make the playoffs on the last day of the season, I won't believe they're not going to make the playoffs until all seven of those teams uh, uh, do their part. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I won't believe it until it actually happens. You looked at, you know, the Grizzlies, I don't think were ever slotted to be good. We probably thought they would be at the Western, bottom of the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors are significantly worse uh, than any of us expected, especially with the loss of Steph Curry and everything that is going on there. The New Orleans Pelicans, they're, they're waiting for the return, or I guess, excuse me, I guess they're waiting for the debut of Zion Williamson uh, from what, what we read here earlier today. Maybe that's not going to happen until the year 2020. Like, all right. So they're going to be so far out of it. They're, they might be so far out of it. it it's not going to matter. Even if, even if you know, I, I feel like what the Pelicans would have had to done for Zion's uh, debut to be impactful is they basically would have had to have done what the Sacramento Kings are doing. They would have had to have won games without their star player. They haven't been able to do that. But the fact that the Sacramento Kings are 10-13, and 13, the fact that the Sacramento Kings are, are in the mix, and I, man, you don't have to tell me. We're barely a quarter of the way through the season. Like, I get it. 
I know how much time is left in the season. I know there's a lot of time for this all to go to hell. But all we can do is work with with what's in front of us. And the Kings have put together a hell of a stretch of 23 games without their most important players. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Buddy Heald's a, a, a scorer. He, he's a shooter. Excuse me. That's, that's what he does. Put him in position to shoot. You're in good shape. Don't put him in position to create his own shots. Don't put him in position where he's got to work. Just give him the ball and let him shoot. And that's what he excels at. But the Kings, you know, defensively, and from the performance of guys like Yogi Ferrell, uh, uh, Corey Joseph, uh, Trevor Ariza, they've been able to pick up the slack of those guys not being around. Now, I've, I've talked about the pitfalls of De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley returning because I do believe that there are some pitfalls. You know, again, Marvin Bagley hasn't played since the first game of the season. So he's going to step out. He's going to come into a role where it's like, oh, man, he's going to have to kind of get a feel for, well, how do things go with Corey Joseph? Because he only played with De'Aaron Fox. Corey Joseph wasn't the starting point guard when he was around. Hell, Rashawn Holmes wasn't even the starter. He was playing with Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman, who was the DNPCD tonight. Only eight guys played for the Sacramento Kings tonight. No Harry Giles, no Dwayne Dedman. No, we just saw Bogey, uh, Yogi, and, and Trevor Ariza off the bench. What a, what a final couple of minutes that was. As, as sour as I am about the Houston Rockets and how they play basketball and how they kind of ruined my basketball watching night. I mean, that shot, you know, the, the, lost in all of this are, are the shots that led up to Nemanja Bielitsa. Or ulti- ultimately, what's going to be lost in all of this are, are the shots that led uh, to Nemanja Bielitsa's shot at the buzzer. Harrison Barnes, that shot that he took in the, like, not 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 quite the corner, but c- kind of. As the shot clock was winding down, that went in. That was, that was incredible. And then Westbrook comes down. and, and I mean, hell, at this point of the season, anytime Westbrook hits a three, it's kind of incredible. And then you just, you, you, you've got these two teams go, going, you know, you got these two teams going back and forth and, uh, you know, Ben McLemore hits the go-ahead with 22 seconds left. The Kings get an offensive rebound. That's lost in this. Kings get an offensive rebound. Buddy hits a really difficult three there. And then Westbrook comes down. He drives. He gets to the basket completely unchallenged. I know that we all love Rashawn Holmes' energy, right? Nope. No denying that. Absolutely no denying that at all. We all love Rashawn Holmes' energy. Does, uh, energy. Does he lead the league in goaltends? Because it sure feels like he goaltends quite a bit. And that shot, that um that uh Westbrook land, that was that was offensive basket interference. The, the shot went in, but Rashawn Holmes hits the rim. You can't hit the rim while the ball is above it like that. It's just the referees didn't call it. Who who knew, right? The referees missed one. And then that all leads us to Nemanja Bielitsa. One second left. Here's how it sounded from the G Man. To belly, 35 foot three for the win. Nibanya Bielitsa has just broken the 10 game losing streak in Houston. A 35 foot three point shot from the far left wing. Nothing but net. 
119-118. Sacramento gets the win. Gary Gerald and the Sacramento Kings radio network right there on the call. Always good to hear from the G-Man, but that's what it sounded like there on the Kings radio network. The Sacramento Kings get the win tonight. And this this is just the case where I know we normally go by, well, let's give you a little rundown of what happened in the first quarter. Here's who played really well in the second quarter. And we try to take you down a chronological order of how this game played out in case you missed it. I don't want to take you through that chronological order of the game because quite honestly, I thought this game sucked. I don't think it sucked because of how the Sacramento Kings performed. I think it just sucked as a basketball fan to watch until those final, I don't know, minute and a half. Final minute and a half was very, very exciting basketball. Uh, Worth noting here, Belly finished with 17 points. 16 uh, for Rashawn Holmes there. 19 from Harrison Barnes. 14 from Corey Joseph. And 26 points from Buddy Love. Bogdan Bogdanovich chipped in 13. Trevor Ariza, 8. Yogi Ferrell, 6. And as we mentioned, uh, that's it. Just eight guys played for the Sacramento Kings. And I guess, tit for tat, only eight guys played for the Houston Rockets as well. Uh, Russell Westbrook with a particularly efficient night, 13 of 17, 34 points. James Harden with a particularly annoying night, 8 of 19, uh, 8 of 8 from the foul line. He only shot eight free throws. It felt like he lived there. It didn't, but he just flops around. I can't be alone in this, am I? There's no way I'm alone in this. I could tell just by looking at the text line right here, 916-888-5898. If you've never texted the show before, go ahead and hit us up there, 916-888-5898. Houston Rockets are frustrating to watch, but James Harden, he had 27 points uh, to go along with 10 assists. Clint Capella, 13 points, uh, 17 rebounds. 19 rebounds for P.J. Tucker. Damn, I didn't even realize that. Holy crap. P.J. Tucker, 10 points, 19 rebounds. Too bad you lost, though. That was salty. I apologize. I'm supposed to be impartial. I don't even think I'm supposed to be impartial. What am I talking about? It's Kings podcast. Do whatever the hell I want to. This is Hoop Ball Dash Kings. You want to hear about the Rockets side? You go to Hoop Ball Rockets. I don't even think that exists yet. Hoop Ball, by the way, is all over uh, NBA markets. I just don't think Houston is one of them. Uh, the Kings were out rebounded, 51 to 37. Didn't even matter. They moved the ball really well, by the way, in the first half, particularly the first quarter. They were moving the ball really well. They, they, they were the the uh, the assist to field goal ratio was very, very high. Only ten turnovers for the Sacramento Kings. This was absolutely one hundred percent a game that they played well enough to win. They shot forty five, a combined ninety five three pointer shot in this game tonight. Ninety five three pointers. The Sacramento Kings were twenty of 45, while the Houston Rockets were 17 of 50. Uh, A couple of other stats that we've been tracking here over the last couple of games, uh, over the last couple of weeks, really, uh, points in the paint. Kings lost that battle as well. (laughs) Yeah, well, who cares? The only one that matters is that final score, 119 to 118. The Kings get the win. They're headed back home to the Golden 1 Center. They'll be taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder, Uh, who are beating up on the Utah Jazz as we're recording this right now. They're up big on the Jazz uh, in the uh, fourth quarter, so it looks like they're going to walk into the Golden 1 Center. Uh, Both teams are going to walk into the Golden 1 Center on Wednesday uh, coming off of victory. So we'll have uh, the Thunder on Wednesday and uh, lots of home basketball 
uh, for the Sacramento Kings and Sacramento Kings fans the remainder of the weekend, or the remainder of the week, excuse me, as the New York Knicks and Mike Miller come to the Golden One Center on Friday, and then the Sacramento Kings will take on the Golden State Warriors at the Chase Center in San Francisco uh, Sunday afternoon. So the Kings are going every other day here up until December 17th when they uh, head to Charlotte. Uh, they're going every other day here, so that's another that's another week. That's another week. So whatever's going when Marvin Bagley returns, he's eh, hey, welcome back, big fellow. Let's figure it out. There's not going to be a lot of practice time. In fact, there's not going to be any practice time uh, between games here over the next uh, seven days, and all of those games that we just laid out. So hopefully, when uh, Marvin Bagley takes the court, hopefully he takes the court. First of all, that's a bit presumptuous on my part. Hopefully he takes the court. On Wednesday, certainly a, a number of local media are leading us to believe that. Uh, hopefully when he takes the floor, uh, the Kings can get into a nice little rhythm and, and carry on from what they built there uh, in Dallas and uh, took with them here in Houston. Uh, but the Kings get the win tonight, uh, 119 to 118. Hold on, don't, don't hit stop. Don't hit pause. Don't go see what's next on your podcast playlist. We ain't going nowhere. We haven't heard from Luke Walton yet. Let's hear from the Sacramento Kings head coach. Yeah, I'm real happy for our guys tonight. They really gave uh, a great effort coming on a back-to-back, uh, playing big minutes, and you know, win or lose, uh, that's that's you know that's the growth you want to see in your team. That's the type of togetherness and com- compete level you want to see with your group. Um, but you'll take the win. Uh, so Belly hit a big shot, but, you know, even you go into what Corey did. We had him on Luca last night. Uh, we had him on Harden tonight. Three days ago, he couldn't even walk. We didn't even think he was going to play. And, you know, as we talk about culture and what we're trying to build, uh, the example that he sets with that type of effort every single night, uh, it's pretty good for our group. Trevor came back to Houston. I thought was had some big minutes for us. Um, and it was a nice way to end a, a hard road trip. What did you call for the last play? In the, did you tell him? What did I call? For that last play. What, what, you want me to break down the play? Yeah. Did, was that your first option, second or third? Uh, <laughs> yes, that was my belly. Belly. Uh, no, that, that that's probably the fourth option in that play. Okay. Uh, and P.J. Tucker actually did a nice job of reading Harrison because uh, Harrison was going to be open. And, uh, but because, you know, he, he went to help there, uh, it allowed Belly, who's, you know, a, a fantastic shooter. And he, he shot that one from deep, but it, it got him open a little bit. What do you think these kind of wins do? Uh, they're, they're, it's good. I mean, we, look, we have our guys... Um, bought in and they, they, they understand how you know what we're trying what we're talking about what it takes to win in the, this league consistently and that's why we went out to try to get guys like Trevor and Corey to add to this group um, and when you when you can come on the road as a team and win these type of games uh, I think it just it makes the group uh, the overall group stronger as we continue down our, our, our journey. I'm more impressed with this, considering that the San Antonio game, things went so wrong down the stretch yeah. and back-to-back games. You've gotten some really good execution on both ends late in games. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's, it shows um, the type of players we have because it's, 
this league can be brutal, and these teams in the West are really good. When you lose games, uh, you know, like the San Antonio, where we had a seven, nine-point lead late, uh, and then you're looking down the, the barrel of a, you know, Dallas-Houston back-to-back. Uh, sometimes it's it's easier to just give in, and we fa faced it earlier in the year when we were 0-5, uh, and our guys just keep, they keep responding, they keep fighting, we're down in bodies, and guys are banged up, um, but it just it speaks to it to what the uh, what those players are, are about in there. Well, last night Harrison says you normally don't call a guard the anchor of your defense, but he said Corey really is the anchor of what you guys do. Just can you explain kind of how important he is to what you guys have done, especially the last couple of nights defensively? Yeah, uh, he, he's huge. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I feel like we had a good defense tonight too. And I look at the stats sheet, Houston had 118 points, uh, but that's the league we play in now. Uh, but yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I'd say uh, I'd say Corey uh, and, and Rashawn too are uh, really uh, been huge stabilizers in, in us turning uh, turning ourselves into a better defensive team. We got a long way to go still, but the way Corey, you know, whether it's we in the Laker game, we had him on LeBron James. And uh, Dallas is Luka. Tonight is Harden. We were joking before the game when we play Milwaukee, he's going to be on Giannis. And, uh, but when you see somebody on your team that that much fight and no fear and willing to guard everybody every night, uh, it gives the, the group uh, confidence. You guys came out defensive, like got a little creative. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, throwing at James. And, keeps and talking. Luke Walton, understandably, in a fantastic mood as the Sacramento Kings Get the win tonight. Enjoy this one, Kings fans. 119 to 118. The Sacramento Kings back within three games of 500. Boy, it looked like it could get bad there uh, pretty quickly as this road trip got underway. They lost to the Portland Trailblazers. They were headed into that game against the San Antonio Spurs. They lose that one. You knew you had the back-to-back -back coming up. I thought of all of the games that the Kings could win on this road trip that they could win the game tonight. Uh, it turns out they did. And just for fun, they also won the game last night. Uh, tremendous, tremendous performance over the last couple of nights from your Sacramento Kings. So, Kings fans, enjoy this one. Appreciate you so much. Sorry I had to vent about the Houston Rockets. And if I'm alone on that, man, please forgive me. This is the last time I'm going to go in that hard on them. I just cannot stand watching them play. And I'm glad that the Sacramento Kings made them pay uh, for that sloppy stuff. Look at how many times. Okay, last thing. Last thing. I promise this is the last thing. Look how many times James Harden turned the ball over there in the final few minutes trying to get a foul call instead of just, you know, playing. Okay, that's it. I'm done. And for those who listen to the Daily Sports Podcast uh, over there uh, on, on the podcast with Damian Barling, I might go through this all again tomorrow. Maybe not all of it, just some of it. You know, I'm significantly more fiery at about 530 in the morning. Appreciate you, as always, for listening. We'll be back. The Kings and the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Golden One Center on Wednesday night. We will see you post-game. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. 
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.